Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. Um, seems a oh motherfucker spilt water. I hate it. It's so annoying. I spilt water over a nice clean, dry pair of socks. Now they're wet. There's nothing worse than having wet socks. Anyway, thought today oh, I'm wearing white shorts and they're just gonna get dirty. Um, but yeah, enough moaning. So I thought today would be a good day. To do a podcast because yesterday I went and got um, the vaccine, which um, it's really interesting. I I almost basically what you do is in America they have a system whereby volunteer workers at the end of the day then get the vaccine, and I guess it's obviously to encourage volunteer workers and without the volunteer workers it would be really difficult for a country like America and its size to um, possibly give out that many vaccines. Um, So essentially what I was doing was giving people vaccines so um, injecting the elderly with COVID vaccines. I'm just kidding. I was like working at the desk like checking people in which was Really easy, not really a difficult day, but still a pretty long day. I think I left the house at like 5.45 a.m. and got back at like 7.15 p.m. Um, so it was a pretty long day. Um, it was actually, there was quite sad bits because you you had elderly people come in that um, maybe had tried to call or tried to sign up and couldn't sign up and um, like right at the end of the day, for example, we had a, a 91 year old lady come in and, you know, she was in tears because she's 91 and um, I think she was diabetic and she had tried and tried to get the vaccine. And um, it's actually really interesting because I was there with Matthew Hughes, who I um, live with here in Flag. And, um, you know, we we both said the same thing, like, you know, we, we'd have given that lady our vaccine before we left if you know she actually they they did figure it out and and, you know they did find a way to you know get her a vaccine and um but you know we were we were both very much on the same page that neither of us would have left there haven't got a vaccine and and this poor lady you know not have got a vaccine and so look I feel very fortunate I didn't really have an opinion on vaccine and its safety and if it was something that I wanted to do and um but I I I think with sport in mind and um running and training and races um I I think getting the vaccine would be a a very good thing I I think it would lead to um maybe doors opening up later in the year for races or travel opportunities if you're vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't know that that's going to be the case, but I took a chance with um, that. And when a couple of the other athletes in town had signed up for the volunteer work and, you know, got the vaccine, it seemed like a, seemed like a good opportunity and, and it, it really seemed worth doing. Like I said, I'm very fortunate knowing that, you know, People like my mum, for example, won't even get the vaccine for months. And, um, you know, she's a lot older than I am. And, um, yeah, that would be really frustrating, you know, for I'm sure for a lot of people and maybe some people listening are 
um, pretty pissed off, for example, that I was able to get it and, and, and other people haven't been. And so if that's the case, you know, I apologize. But um, it, it's a system here in America and, you know, it, it, it works and it gets, like I say, it gets a lot of people um, vaccinated, you know, potentially before um others and i think they're shooting for this herd immunity and and you know i think that's really cool so um but that's not really why i'm doing a podcast today like that that is a good thing to say because that happened yesterday and um has got his the day before and matt came with me yesterday and we both did it yesterday so um has really struggled for a bit after um so far, I haven't felt really anything except for a dead arm. I can't really lift my arm too high in the air, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, aside from that, every, I mean, I did a run this morning and, and, you know, my heart rate's a bit high and the ring told me I was a bit tired, like the aura ring. But, you know, that from a guy who doesn't work, you know, only runs and only trains to, you know, leave the house at 5.45 and um you know sort of work a full day and and then go for a run after it, it's probably a long day um which I, you guys are all used to and, and do every day but you know I'm, I'm obviously not and you're you're used to certain things and certain patterns and so my body's probably like whoa what is this um but yeah so i on the journey back from camp verde it's called um i was listening to a podcast and it, it was actually it's annoying because it was a podcast that I really, um, I really wanted to listen to. Um, just a second, um, I'm being really cheeky. Um, it was a podcast I really wanted to listen to. Um, I was replying to a text that someone had sent, but basically, the guy speaking was just yeah, he, he just had a really boring voice, I suppose you could say. And yet he's he's a fucking genius, like this really like science nerd. And it was about choking under pressure. And I really wanted to listen to it, but I just couldn't. He was just really, really boring. And that's not why I wanted to podcast. But what I wanted to podcast about was they were talking about deliberate practice and how to become an expert at anything or really great at anything or, you know, the top of your field or whether it's work, whether it's sport, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what it really hit home for me was something I don't really talk about. Like, uh, I don't really talk about bad days as such. I mean, obviously, I, I, I talk about, like, my breathing being bad and then, you know, perhaps having to change a session. or. But, like, you know, I've I've gone to Camp Verde a few times where we were yesterday at slightly lower altitude. And I've I've probably gone there pretty excited about doing maybe a tempo and thinking it's going to go really well and 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 a lot of times I've really struggled and and you know I'm talking about the last couple of weeks like the last five or six weeks um not to mention for years and it's it's just interesting that it's not really something I share and I go there I mean I went there probably like four weeks ago I was supposed to do a six mile tempo I had done a five mile tempo there the first week I got here and, you know, average like 501. And 
I go, it must be three, four weeks later, and I think I'm a lot fitter, and I think I'm in much better shape, and, and I am. Um, and I get to mile two or three, and I'm, you know, struggling, I'm starting to panic a bit, my breathing's starting to get erratic, and, you know, there there could be concrete reasons why. It could be tiredness, could be after a couple of weeks at altitude, my throat gets worse. It could be that my throat was just, worse that day than normal and so my breathing was bad there's there's numerous things it could be but I guess what's really what's really important is that it doesn't it doesn't stop me like you know I I go back and I try again you know or I I I stop at four mile realize that okay that's not going to work today what should I do instead and then the next time I go there, what should I perhaps do to, you know, make it go a bit better than what it went today? How do I how do I fix this? How do I how do I work around this? And I guess the the interesting thing here is that the what I'm sort of getting at and the point I'm trying to make is like I in deliberate practice and to become an expert at anything, you have to you have to do things that you're not good at and they challenge you and it works you and you'll probably fail but you'll learn to you know feel a bit better I suppose you could say like I I went back to that same loop on Tuesday you know I I decided a month ago on that loop I told Haas I'm I'm not doing a a long tempo on that loop again It, it wrecks my breathing my throat ends up sore um you know the the heart rates don't match i'm i'm running at a heart rate that at sea level i can sustain for over two hours and and you know here i am struggling at mile four um and i guess if we take the take the throat issue away right just ignore that i find a weakness doesn't matter what causes it i've i find a place where i can go train and it really challenges me and and so I go back Tuesday and, you know, I I could have broke the tempo up. I could have done six by a mile. I could have done three times two mile. And I just thought, you know what, you know, fuck it. I'm going to give it a go again. Um, and, and yeah, it went a bit better. It wasn't perfect. It still was nowhere near as easy as what it would have been at sea level for me. Um, but, you know, it, it went better. And, and I guess that's the that's the point, like feel feel f-a-i-l better you know like you you're not always going to get it right and you're not always supposed to get it right like a lot of the time we are supposed to fail and we're supposed to learn something you know i one of the quotes they said is you know if they're if your goals don't scare you they're not you know they're not big enough they're not bold enough and and to achieve these goals that might scare you and you know that's a loop that I said I want to be able to go and run 15 mile round it at five minute mile and and you know you're you're, I'm not this is not arrogant but I've run 26 miles at 457 I think so like what does it matter if I can run 15 around this loop but I know how challenging 15 around that loop would be for me at five minute mile pace because of the current circumstances with the throat and with altitude and and things like that and and so it's a place that I've always really struggled and if it was Victoria Park 
and I said I want to do 15 miles there at five minute mile pace in Belfast and you guys know that I've done six mile there every Thursday for about four weeks in a row five weeks in a row at like 445 to 450 well I'm not really using much imagination am I like that doesn't sound that hard I could probably do that pretty comfortably and it wouldn't be a challenge for me whereas I've tried to go to Camp Verde four times in the last probably six weeks to do a session and run five minute mile and I've I've had to quit the session three times like three or five times so you know that that speaks volumes you know that that's a goal that's a now there's other people can go there and crush five minute miling and it always used to confuse me I used to always be like I don't understand how there, there's athletes in Flagstaff that train way better than I do and, and you know their their tempos are insane they're really really impressive and I used to really sort of be confused that I had ran faster times than these guys at sea level and um and I guess the more I learn about this throat issue and and what it does what it does in general which is slow down the breathing and if the throat swells it closes the airflow now what they talk about in research papers is you know they compare it to breathing through a straw but anyone that's been to altitude knows that that's what they talk about at altitude so for me maybe the throat at altitude becomes like breathing through a straw half a straw I, I don't really know I don't think it's that dramatic but when we started to do testing on the treadmill and and comparing heart rates to sea level and it's just amazing how high my lactate would be um at heart rates at sea level that would normally be really low like so it's kind of double which is really interesting hold on oh i love a good coffee i'm addicted to coffee that's my third coffee and it's eleven fifty one. that's atrocious um but aside from that yeah things are things are good i'm I'm not really sure it's confusing i'm not really sure of my fitness tuesday was obviously not bad like i did five mile at five minute mile pace and then i ran the last mile a bit faster like 445 um the problem is when you've raced a half marathon at 441 <laughs> it sucks ass i'm telling you it really fucking sucks because nothing can be impressive anymore like but i guess i can only i can only compare to previous times at altitude and previous times in flagstaff and stuff and i th i think i'm ahead i think i'm a little bit ahead um but like i said it's, it's really hard to tell um but look i'm not in a bad place that's for sure like i i think because of the and i'm sorry i keep mentioning the throat but I'm i'm a very analytical person and normally i analyze the numbers and the heart rate and the data and, and all stuff like this but when the throat is very confusing because some days it can be a lot worse than others so for example yesterday on an easy run it was really bad and so my breathing was pretty labored most of the run and i i felt pretty shit um what that 
means in terms of trying to analyze fitness or analyze form it it just means i don't normally at sea level i can do like a a run around victoria park and and i can i can see the numbers i can see the speed i can see the heart rate and and i can tell you that okay you know i i told you guys after i did that tempo in bushy park um you know this is suggesting i could probably run 207 208 for a marathon that's the kind of heart rate i run a marathon um i think in in full honesty it, it was my apple watch was about three to four seconds a mile fast which was really nice for the confidence but it probably meant i was more like 455 rather than 450 but you know do the maths i ended up racing at 457 on a pretty shitty day so at sea level i'm pretty in tune with what what training means and what certain speeds and certain heart rates and certain effort levels what what that means in terms of converting that to a performance and i'm pretty good at predicting you know, I I predicted before Lauren half marathon I would destroy the Northern Ireland record. I I thought I could run sixty one something. Um, it is wild that I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> Excuse my language, like what I could run. I I have no idea, absolutely no idea, which is kind of interesting, but like kind of scary at the same time. Like I have no idea if my throat will cause me issues on race day. Um. The nice thing about before Larn is I, I spent the Larn half marathon where I ran 61. I spent two weeks at sea level, which probably gave me confidence running a bit faster. Um, it not only gave me confidence, it gave me knowledge. So um, I, I talk about this quite a lot, but knowledge in athletics, in running is is quite, you know, it's just quite powerful um with knowledge comes par because if you know if you know what heart rate you've averaged before in a in a race like a marathon or a half marathon it should mean that you kind of know what you could handle again and so if you're doing certain training sessions and you know the heart rates are matching up and it's like looking good that you could sustain a you know a certain heart rate for a certain duration it, it it's worth getting excited about but i'm obviously at um seven thousand feet which is confusing in itself and then you know combine that with um not really not really knowing because of the throat what it actually means so you know i can i ran a half marathon at i think 178 average heart rate but the my heart rate today was like 160 maybe and you know I was like my lactate was like really high so that's the kind of confusing part so I guess the point I actually had to take a call earlier so um I'm trying to follow this podcast up I was um just listening to the tail end of it there but yeah I actually the call ended up being with my parents and um after a little bit of whining and and moaning about this race and I I I actually think which is really interesting I I I think my complaining or 
whining you could call it today or or worrying whichever one you want to call it it's probably which might sound really silly but i think it's more linked to getting the covid shot yesterday and um the house in general has been a little bit um lethargic today and tired and you know house was bedridden and had chills and fever and uh, matt the other housemate has been struggling and um you know bit of tiredness himself and so normally when i'm being um overly and <laughs> whiny is like a silly word or whatever but when i'm probably complaining about things that you know i i really shouldn't be complaining about because in the scheme of things like this is actually a really good learning curve um so obviously i i i was complaining there there is things i'm worried about my my dad was sort of suggesting you know maybe i'm just sort of nervous or or scared or or things like this and and you know i don't doubt it like um if i look at the if i look at everything i've just said to you guys about fitness being confusing and and what sort of shape i'm in being confusing or if the throat's going to be okay or not look they're they're all facts you know i could i could also tell you that um before i even get to you know Djibouti for example um i have a uh two hour sorry a one hour flight half an hour flight to phoenix two hour flight to la a night in a hotel in la um a 15 hour flight to doha a night in a hotel in doha and then a four hour flight to Djibouti. so um look there's there's a lot that that's not the half of it you know it's 10 degrees celsius in flagstaff right now it's 30 degrees celsius in Djibouti. um there's a 10 hour time difference so i'm pretty sure i'm about to go to sleep in the next half hour to an hour and I'm pretty sure the people in Djibouti are just about to wake up. Um, not to mention the fact that I'm racing double Olympic champions, <laughs> European medalists. Um, so look, you'd, I, I guess I'm kind of not making a joke about it all, but like, look, I'll be up against it in terms of, you know, I, I, I know it's going to be a tough race. Um, but this is, this is the learning curve that I want you guys to, understand here you know this morning i think it was more me feeling tired and and maybe the covid shot getting on top of me and so i was being pretty negative but to be able to spend the day just relaxing and um you sort of learn there's a couple of things going on here first of all i'm really lucky to even have a race um you know i'm sure people listening i'm also really lucky to travel the world like i I talk about flying to LA and Phoenix and, and Doha and, and Djibouti and hotels and, you know, flights. And I'm sure other people would, would love to be in that situation. And, um, so, you know, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful and I certainly don't want to sound like I, you know, don't care about racing or the fact that I can. I definitely do. I think this morning was just, it was a strange old morning and, yeah, I just felt tired. I think I went to bed last night at like eight o'clock and just conked out. And um, my dad actually got his first shot. And I think he got, um, I guess, like symptoms of a cold, like a common cold. And anytime I ever am about to get a cold or have a cold, 
I'm like the most negative person in the world um, and everything's negative and everything feels hard work and I'm sure you guys are the same. So I don't know if I was similar or if I was just a bit nervous or a bit worried, like my dad said. And, you know, in this scenario, I I think I've every right to be like, it, it's going to bring me on to my, okay, so my, my next point on all this is if, if, if the weather's been shitty or maybe you've been, you know, training in a new location or a hilly place. And, and if you're unsure about your fitness, which I kind of am because, you know, this whole, like I've said, the whole nonsense with the throat, you know, the fact I'm at altitude. And it probably explains why altitude conversions for me have always been really good. And um, so I can train up here and be pretty slow sometimes. And actually, I go to races and race really well um you know i've been known for example to struggle at altitude to do mile reps at five minutes or or just under five minutes but then i can go and race a 10k at 434 per mile for example and i guess that's a excuse my language but fucking huge conversion and i also remember discussing with Haas about some of his athletes and I'd sort of say like wow like what they're able to do I'm not capable of doing that but it's amazing that I can go and run the race results you know I've been able to and interestingly enough I used to think it was because I like stepped up on race day and maybe I sort of do but also I'm probably just learning that the whole thing with the throat is that maybe just when I'm at sea level it's like a fair opportunity versus altitude. It really hinders it a lot more. So look, there's a lot going on here, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say without getting distracted, like I do, is that if, if you're a bit confused about fitness, you just have to look at the facts, right? And so I'm getting a bit nervous this morning. It's getting closer to races. And that's what happens when you're starting to get close to races. You get nervous, you get worried. You get afraid, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, you, you just have to look at the facts. Um, the one thing I said on the phone to my mom was, you know, what's really interesting is, you know, since I, this is probably the longest period of training I've done in Flagstaff that um, I plan to do because everybody that knows me knows that I plan to go places and I, plan to do certain races and then I get distracted and I fly somewhere else and I train somewhere else so that's like a real positive so if I'm looking at the facts and I'm looking at the fact that I've raced fairly well before you know I've raced well in the past I'm a bloody good athlete that's a fact um so all I need to take away the throat take away not being at sea level, take away not knowing heart rates and paces. The fact of the matter is I've trained at altitude for seven weeks. I've worked hard. Um, you know, I've, I've, one thing I just remember, I don't want to get distracted. Actually, I'm going to come back to that. I've worked hard. I've put in good sessions. I've done double days. I've done double sessions. Um, I've worked on the little things. I've worked on my nutrition. I've got my race weight, they're pretty good race weight for me. I think if you consider all the facts, it gives me a pretty fucking good chance. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm actually excited. Like, I might not be like <laughs> Mo Farah fit, but 
I'm I'm actually optimistic. You know, I I think I've worked. I I today for the first day. I this is really interesting, and it might sound really silly, but I actually thought about the Irish team traveling to European indoors, and and you know how exciting that'll be for those guys. And I actually compete the same weekend, so you know it's cool that um I get to compete that same weekend. And and I had this like thought of you know the the Irish team waking up on Saturday morning and you know somebody saying like fuck you know scullion beat mo farah and i'm not saying i'm going to like obviously like fuck me like this is mo farah this is an absolute titan in our sport but it is pretty cool that like after all the worrying this morning and sort of getting letting the travel get on top of me and i was obviously before the podcast, I was looking at the travel. I was making sure it was all booked. I was making sure the hotels were okay, and and if there was places to run around these hotels and stuff like that. And um, look, when it's all said and done, I've trained hard. I've trained well. I'm just coming off a 61 minute half marathon, a 209 full marathon. I think I'll be all right. That's that's all I'm gonna say. So the next thing I was gonna come on to say was. Something I've sort of forgotten about was if anyone enjoys watching cycling and cares about a little thing called marginal gains, um, there's a really good Team Sky cycling documentary called Road to Glory. And what's really interesting is I watched this like seven years ago, maybe, which shows you like for how long? Who am I kidding? Nine years ago, in 2013, I was watching this series on an altitude camp with Ireland in Fontainebleau. Isn't that mental? It's mental to me that for the best part of probably 10 years, my brain was already pretty switched on in terms of wanting to watch and learn and and pick up these bits of knowledge of how to be better, basically. Like that's, you know, when it comes down to it, I was watching these marginal gain videos. And after I watched them, Road to Glory, Marginal Gains, it's Team Sky. After I watched them, I was ordering, you know, humidifiers for my room, anti-allergenic bed sheets, anti-allergenic, anti-allergenic pillowcases and pillows. And honestly, air purifiers, all the rest of it. Um, you need to watch it to understand, but um, I kind of forgot the principle around marginal gains until there was a, on my iPad, I have like a software that gives me movies and stuff. And there's a movie called The Racer. And it's about a, I think it's actually about a cheating cyclist um, or a domestique maybe. I haven't, I watched a little bit of it and then it just, reminded me of the Team Sky, um, the cycling documentaries that I've watched in the past. And I think I've sort of not moved away from marginal gains, but it's easy. Um, I remember describing life as a little bit of a, like a train ride. You know, you're on this train and it's a, you know, it's a fast moving train and, and basically, fuck me, you blink and a month has gone past. That's the way life goes. And it's easy to get sucked into what I'm probably going to call, not poor habits, but 
if you're if you're not keeping on top of the little things time just passes by and you you miss opportunities you miss days that probably could have been better and um so marginal gains for anyone you know that has never heard of that phrase before i'm sure you all have and i'm not trying to be intimidating or anything like that or patronizing but marginal gains is essentially working on all the little things team sky came up with this concept whether they're clean or not um i have absolutely no idea i know people have their own opinions i like to think they are um but look each to their own i'm, I'm not trying to open up that kind of worms um but marginal gains was this idea that if you work on all the little things um and for those guys it meant chartered flights to races rather than public transport i suppose you could say or long bus journeys and for um, it also meant memory foam mattresses in all the hotels they stayed in to make sure that they had good quality sleep and look for mere mortals probably like ourselves it can mean air purifiers in the bedroom it can mean what i'm doing right now because i reminded myself is just tidying my bedroom because i'm a messy little fucker and um it's amazing how much mess can cause stress so um if you've got a messy environment and you wake up in the morning and you know instead of having a nice clean bedroom where you know you might fancy a little bit of a stretch or like basically if it's a oh there's my Dublin marathon medal yeah but basically if it's a mess 2019 Dublin marathon finisher yay um yeah basically if your room's a mess like mine is it's i guess essentially it's hard to think it's hard to do anything you're certainly not gonna um start stretching are you on a messy dirty floor um the next thing i see on my little worktop here is um swanwick 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 glasses which you're supposed to wear at night time if you're watching and uh, movies i also have zinc magnesium tablets which are supposed to help sleep so it just shows you i'm basically suggesting that i'm not working on marginal gains however this is a lip balm and the lip balm is because of altitude your lips get dry i have to say i probably work on it far more than i think or give myself credit for oh and you sneeze oh that's awful it's gonna go i can't fucking believe that that sucks anyway um yeah marginal gains so i think what i'm gonna do especially with me traveling pretty soon is start to make a list of there's not really a lot obviously before i travel i make a list um how i can make the travel go a bit smoother hold on a second i'm taking my calm magnesium drink not even sponsored by those guys but you know free marketing and all that and um, but i think a wee drink at night time can help you just not necessarily sleep really good but it's just a nice wee hot drink at night time um let me just take another wee sip but yeah basically before i travel what i'll do is make a list of all the things i need to basically make sure i don't forget is one thing and so i'm organized and there's no stress i'm basically trying to cut down stress but then i'll also make a timeline of 
um, different places, when I'm going to get to different places, if I want to do training in different places, i.e. LA, Doha, um, or during these layovers, what training to do, but also what training not to do, i.e. don't get to um, sea level in LA and think, fucking right, I'm at sea level in LA, let's train really hard, and because I could literally fuck the race up in that day. Um, and so it'll probably be very important to journal um, the night before. So basically tomorrow night, no, not tomorrow night, the night after, Saturday night when I'm in LA, it'll be really important to do a bit of journaling. And in the journal and the next morning, I'm going to have to write, do not fuck the race up in LA just because you're at sea level for fucking 10 minutes and you want to go do this test and see how fit you are. Because ultimately, if you're testing how fit you are with like, what, four or five days to go until race, the race, sorry, you've, you've, you've fucked things up. If Sunday morning you see something on my Strava that looks impressive, I've, I've fucked it up. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but that is really true. I, I mean that. That's really important. So, Basically, um, that'll all be part of my list of my to-do list when it comes to travel. There, there'll also be things like, you know, remembering hydration tablets and um, remembering to eat certain things. And um, I think Cherry cherry Active, maybe. I think Cherry Active is really good for um, inflammation. And so if you're taking a little bit of Cherry Active, it can help with flights. And I might need to remember to you know pack certain things like a stretching rope and um compression tights if i i don't really wear compression tights on a airplane just because it gets pretty sweaty um and i've actually been quite fancy and booked business class to doha but i did it using miles so it didn't actually work out that expensive and so i have a 15 hour flight from LA to Doha and if you really fancy it you should google um Doha or sorry Qatar Airlines Q suite I think it's called and you'll probably be like fuck you Scully because <laughs> it is really fucking nice like it's still a 15 hour flight and don't get me wrong you're still on an airplane for 15 hours but I have to say it's not the worst 15 hours of your life remember I did it for Doha last year and I actually did it for Doha last year. Um, I think the day after I got a tooth pulled. And oh, I was aching. It wasn't great. Um, but I managed. And like I say, it's a lot nicer than um, not being in business class. Let me just tell you that. Um, but, oh, hey, <coughs> oof, there's my cold. This will probably bugger off in like a day. I'm not really too worried about this. But what's really interesting about the throat is so many times, like I literally, I'm sitting looking right now at sore throat lozenges. So, so, so many times over my career when I didn't know about the throat, I always was paranoid that I was about to get sick. So basically what probably happened was I probably did a hard session or a race and then a day or two later, my throat got sore because that's what fucking happens with my stupid throat. Um, And... Yeah, essentially for God knows how many years, 
I used to think I was about to get sick when in reality I had just overworked my throat and it reminds me like so many honestly so many times I used to call up Alan's story and be like oh my god I think I'm gonna get sick my throat's so sore and I'm tired and I've just traveled to America and like the more the more I look back I was simply tired because of travel I was jet lagged and so you're you're tired it gives you symptoms of tiredness and and you know my throat was probably sore because I'd worked it the you know the couple of days before doing a session maybe the day before I left or maybe I did a race the day before I left etc etc I'm probably really boring you guys now so I'll stop yattering on a few things to take from today if you do have a race opportunity or a time trial opportunity forget fitness sometimes remember who you are remember why you race remember you enjoy being a runner you enjoy racing you enjoy opportunities to see if all the training has been working don't worry so much about speed and heart rates and sometimes travel, altitude, weather, it all fucks that up anyway. Um, marginal gains, road to glory, team sky, well worth a watch, well worth getting back and, and getting your notepad out and writing some things down about marginal gains and maybe some things you could start integrating into your training and to, you know, find a few percents. Um, it, honestly, it all adds up, like running... Running's pretty simple, and um, when you're putting in the work and um, all these little things add up, it, it really does pay off in a in a great way, as as you've seen from I'm sure some of your own results, and certainly some of mine. When you know maybe it surprised other people, but you know to you guys listening, you know that I analyze running to the nth degree, I suppose you could say, and I certainly don't fuck around when it comes to finding things that I can improve on and work on, and and always to be better. Um so yeah, you know, look look into the marginal gains. Um my attitude shifted. I, I genuinely believe it was probably just twenty four hours after the shot and um I think things are gonna perk up a bit tomorrow. So I'm gonna do a bit of a session tomorrow, um I guess like Sunday. I'm not gonna push it too hard because I'm within seven days of the race, so I probably need to decide tonight what's worth doing. Um, and make it relevant the altitude and the throat and all things like that because I do a lovely session a week out from a half marathon at sea level but sadly I think if I did it at altitude I'd end up just working a bit too hard uh, oh I watched that movie The Little Things it's fucking a bit weird like really really weird Um, but yeah alright my nose just dripped on my belly which is absolutely disgusting so I need to go blow my nose um anyway thanks for listening and i hope you gained something out of it and i just thought it'd be great to do a little podcast today so stay safe stay motivated you know i i really think things are going to start taking a turn um for the better hopefully oh my god i have a big drip coming from my nose that's disgusting all right take care bye bye